Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Duyon, and with me, as always, is my brother, Kyle. Hello. Today, we will be talking about a movie that has a few similarities to Brink. Thank God Kalen's not here to rip, to rip it to shreds. That movie is Johnny Tsunami. Now, I'll get into what those similarities are and why, as much as I enjoy Brink, I think this decom is a better movie in just a minute. First, here's my quick synopsis for Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami follows a young Hawaiian islander named Johnny Kapahala, played by Brandon Baker, who loves surfing and hanging out with his grandpa, Johnny Tsunami, played by the great Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. One day, young Johnny's parents tell him they're moving away from Hawaii to Vermont for Johnny's dad's new job. Once the family is in Vermont and Johnny has started at his new school, Johnny realizes just how different things are for him. While the kids at his school aren't the best to him, he meets a crew of snowboarders from a different school, led by Sam Sterling, played by Lee Thompson Young, who teach Johnny to snowboard as well. But that's when things get really heated. Snowboarders and skiers aren't supposed to mix in the schools they go to or on the mountain itself. And Johnny finds himself stuck in the middle of this extreme sports war, which forces him to choose between his new friends and his school slash family. All right, Kyle, what did you think about Johnny Tsunami? Okay. Um, well, I have to say, even though this is not my favorite, I do love, it's probably my top five. Uh It is my most enjoyed movie out of all the decoms we've seen so far. I enjoyed this movie the most. Okay. I loved the father and son aspects of all three of them. All three of the, uh, the grandfather, the father, and Johnny as well. Right. I just love that. But... I hated the father too. It was well, <laughs> you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of, Hmm. Mm. That was, those are my thoughts. I, it was, it was an amazing movie for, to me. It was, it was better than Brink, like way better than Brink. Right. Those are my thoughts. See, I can, agree. like I said, I, I still really do like Brink. Uh-huh. I can I can still remember watching it, although I remember whenever we did our rewatch for Brink and we talked about it, I noticed more problems with it than I had originally remembered watching Brink as a kid. Uh-huh. Giant Tsunami, on the other hand, I didn't notice as many problems with this film. Like there, there's certain things that I had problems with, which I'll get into as we talk about them. But for the most part, I definitely like this. And I clearly was I was clearly joking about you know Kaylin ripping this to shreds. Although mm-hmm. I feel like in certain aspects she might, she might. The only, the only difference is that with Brink, I know her biggest problem is that Brink is the cause of his own destruction, pretty much. Right. Whereas in this, it's, it's not Johnny; father. it's it's the father, and really 
the majority of the adults besides the grandfather, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and yeah, the, this, this was just a, a fun movie. I, I really, I really enjoyed rewatching it. So let's start talking about the movie. And the first thing I want to talk about is first of all, Johnny, Johnny Tsunami, who, whenever I remembered watching this film as a kid, uh-huh. I always thought the main character was Johnny Tsunami. Cause I mean, he's on the, he's on the cover of like, of the poster right. and everything. Mm-hmm. So obviously he must be Johnny Tsunami. Turns out, no, he's not Johnny Tsunami. It's not his yet, grandfather. Yeah. But it, it just gets a little bit confusing because whenever they brought up that our main character, whose name is in the movie, Johnny Kapahala, which uh-huh. that's the title of the sequel, which whenever the sequel came out and it was called Johnny Kapahala back on board, I was like, oh, are they like getting this like from Johnny Tsunami? Turns out it was a sequel. And I had no idea that it was a sequel until I looked up the, the characters and everything. Yeah, it's, it is a sequel. And so I just think they should have titled this something else or they should have just made Johnny Kapahala the Johnny Tsunami. But even with that, I do like how Johnny Tsunami turns out to be the grandfather who is played by, and I know I'm going to butcher his name, but he's a great actor, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. Am who, I wrong in assuming that he was Shang Tsung in Mortal you Kombat? Are, you are not wrong. You are 100% correct. And he's been in a number of other things, which I love him for. And it's not that. Huh? Let me ask you this. How well did Mortal Kombat do compared to Johnny Tsunami? Was Mortal I mean, Kombat uh, a high-end movie or what? I mean, you really can't compare Mortal Kombat to Johnny Tsunami only because Mortal Kombat came out in the theaters and Johnny Tsunami was a made-for-TV okay. movie. I didn't realize Mortal Kombat came in the theaters. I know it's a very old movie. I don't know how old it is. I... I uh, I want to say it's 90s, right? It's either late 80s or early 90s. It's like it's in that area. Um, but I can I can tell you that if nothing else, Mortal Kombat is a cult favorite. And whenever okay. people see whenever people see Carrie Hiroyuki, uh-huh. the first thing they think of is Shang Tsung because he that's one of the roles he is most famous for. I guarantee it. I love the 180 of this. His acting is superb. Yes. And look, <laughs> whenever he came on screen, that was the main thing I remembered from Johnny Tsunami. Besides, you know, remembering the kid who I thought was Johnny Tsunami. I, the one main thing I remembered is that Shang Tsung himself, Kari Hiroyuki, he is in this movie and he plays the main character's grandfather. That's the main thing I remembered. What I forgot about is how he acted. And oh my God, I really, 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 really hope this is how he acts in real life. Like from now on, this is how I'm imagining him acting. This is his real life persona because <laughs> I just love him as that uh, marijuana smoker, stoner, always on Hawaii because he's just so perfect as that. I love him so much as that. And then you'll never think of him as Shang Tsung. <laughs> because you'll have to you'll be watching Mortal Kombat again and you're like, wait, Shang Tsung, this is not how he acts. Well you know, let me Shang Tsung again. But in that instance, 
it makes him even better of an actor playing Shang right. Song because if you can be an actor who is one way in real life, acting a complete actor the other way, that yeah. shows how great of an actor you are. Because have you seen Game of Thrones? I have not. I'm not really so, a fan of Game of Thrones. Well, there's an there's an actor like a young actor in that who everyone completely despises. But and in real life, he's actually he's the like, nicest person in the room. Pro- I mean, I haven't actually met him, so I can't like say how truly nice he is. But he's he's nothing like his character. I can say that. And whenever you can portray a character that everyone's like, "I hate you," you're doing good acting work. Well, and so yeah, like I just I just want Kerry Hiri Yuki to be a stoner guy in Hawaii because I just love him as that. <laughs> and then so. That's in the first few minutes where we see the actual giant tsunami, who is the grandfather. And he got that nickname because he saved uh, some people from a, a crashed plane. Mm-hmm. And we see how good Johnny Kapahala, giant tsunami's grandson, is at surfing and whatnot and everything. And then we also learn that Johnny's dad, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to differentiate which Johnny I'm talking about because I didn't think how hard that would be. So we're going to have Grand Johnny and then Young Johnny. And that's how we'll differentiate. So we learned that Young Johnny's dad, whose name is Pete or Peter, however they decide to call him. uh, We learned that Pete isn't – he's not like the two Johnnies. He's not like his dad or his son. He's more business-focused, if you will. And – it's not like he didn't he didn't act like that way at one point. It's just he he feels like he needs to be able to provide for his family and to do that he feels like he has to work. Right. And so he just doesn't share those same passions with his son and father. But then we learn that Johnny's young Johnny's parents are moving. And obviously he has to go with them because he's their son and they're moving to was it Vermont? I know it was no. I know it was in the east. Oh, New England. I know it was. In, it was like in New England area, but was it like Vermont? Do you remember the state exactly? Uh, I do not. For it some reason, Vermont. It might be Vermont. I do know it's in the New England area, though. But the and this is where I'm going to bring this up. The parents are are kind of dicks, <laughs> a little bit. And well, the here's the not so so bad. Not so bad, but here's evidence to where the parents are dicks, at least a little bit. And I'll give more examples as we go through the film, but here's just the one. So they're getting ready to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And they ask if John, little Johnny has any of his warm clothes out for whenever they land in, in New England and whatnot. And his reply is, how cold could it be? And the next thing we see is they let him stay in his beach clothes when it's snowing when they land. Okay. Like, what yeah, the hell? That, that is very dickish of them. I mean, first of all, I always, you know, check the weather to see what type of clothes I would actually need to wear once I get to somewhere. Because uh-huh. if it's cold, I'm making sure I'm bundling up. And right. clearly, clearly the parents knew it was going to be cold because they were bundled up. And they just let their son going beach clothes and they didn't say it's going to be like 32 degrees or it's going to be colder than that you're going to want to bundle up no okay fine stay in your beach clothes whatever 
Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then, once we're in New England, we're in Vermont and all that, then we get to, to see Johnny at his new school. And that's the first appearance of someone I wasn't expecting to be in this, because once again, it had been forever since I've oh, seen it. You're right. I wasn't expecting her to be in this either. Yeah, Xenon herself, Kristen Storms, she's in this. And you know what comment I like the most that really doesn't make sense in this, but makes sense way more in Xenon? Huh. Is the comment where uh, uh, the guy, the bully in this, Johnny Tsunami, said, uh, what planet are you from? Because oh, yeah. With Hawaiian shirt. I'm just like, this comment does not make sense. And I was like, and as soon as I saw Xenon, I was like, that made way more sense in Xenon than in Johnny Tsunami because she came from outer space. Yeah, I feel I feel like it was said, like Brett saying, what planet are you from, was almost a reference to Xenon being from, or that actress being in Xenon and having the same exact thing set, asked to her, what planet is she from? And just like how the kids were dicks to Xenon, undeservedly so, whenever Xenon came down because she was living in space for forever, which is really cool. Right. Brett and a few of the other dicks and the staff a little bit are dicks to Johnny. Because the teacher asks a question about Hawaii and Brett straight up teases and bullies right in front of the teacher talking about how lame he is and how much of a loser he is. This kid is from Hawaii. How cool is that? That's I would love cool. that, that, that Hawaii is a beautiful place apparently it is and they 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 show it in the in the movie how beautiful it is and how awesome it is to surf like if someone from hawaii came to my school when i was in school i'd want to befriend them faster than i could say hello right and these people want to be oh loser what no (laughs) but i understand because of what happens later in them they Mm -hmm. don't like outcast apparently i well, I think Brett and a few of the other people on the on the staff, mainly the headmaster, which I'll get into more in a bit, they're kind of on the verge of racists. Brett is a little bit more than the headmaster, I, I would I would think, because Brett says after after their class at their lockers. Johnny's explaining something to him about how to surf and whatnot and how cool it is. But he's he's using, you know, what they would say in Hawaii, like what a surfer dude would say, essentially. Right. Right. And Brett's response is speak English. Go back to your country. And I was like, whoa, hold up. Racism. Huge. (laughs) And that that took me by complete surprise. And really the only redeemable person. At this at this school, because I really hated everyone there pretty much because of how much they bullied Johnny. The only semi-redeemable person is Emily, who's, you know, our Xenon, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Storms. And the reason I say semi is because for the most part, she's on Johnny's side, but she's so gullible and will listen to what the bullies like Brett and them say and will listen to her dad rather than take Johnny's side on anything. And at one point ends up turning on Johnny. And so I'm like, what are you doing? Don't you have a, a mind for yourself? Use it. There's one teacher that it's not so bad either. And that's the homeroom teacher or the first teacher we see. 
Yeah. Because when Johnny re- wears his Hawaiian shirt, she obviously has to tell him to go to the office, but you see her smile and chuckle and just like thinks it's funny that he's going against the grain. Yeah. But then so after after school, Brett, I can't remember what his what Brett's friend's name is, Emily. They those three take Johnny to go skiing because Johnny says he's skied before, obviously. And so they go skiing, and while they're on the mountain to go ski, Brett and his friend just push Johnny off, and Johnny's like almost running over people and everything because he obviously doesn't know how to ski, doesn't know how to stop himself. And Brett and the friend are like messing with him, and then Emily comes. She's like, "What's going on? He needs to stop," and doesn't realize that. He's never skied before. He's never skied before. And that's another thing where she's gullible. Clearly, Johnny's acting like he's skied before. But if Uh, you like, if you look at his face and you like listen to his voice, he's clearly lying. Yeah. Yeah. He's clearly like trying to to make it look like he has. And whenever Brett and the friend are like, we tried to stop him. He just wants to go and he wants to be dangerous. She believes them. What? What? It's 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 a little ridiculous, just a little bit. And then so Johnny has this whole ski disaster, and whenever he gets home, his dad says it to him, and he says it to him almost every time something bad happens. His dad says, "Well, I hope you've learned your lesson," or something to that effect. And it's it's what lesson should he be learning? I mean, obviously the dad wants him to learn that he can't do these extreme sports, if you will, but. There's no lesson that Johnny needs to learn. It's everyone else who needs to learn a lesson, especially mm-hmm. the dad. And so I do like the next day how Johnny, he has a really good idea. He just doesn't do it right because he sees the new outfit he has to wear for school, which is, you know, the blazer with the button up shirt, the tie and the, the vest or the, right. the sweater. And his brilliant idea is I'll wear the jacket and the tie. And I'll just wear my Hawaiian shirt. Once again, good idea, but he missed he messed up. And what he should have done is still wear the Hawaiian shirt, but tuck in the Hawaiian shirt and put the sweater over it. Right. Boom. That's, yep. Done. That's all he really needed to do. I think it would have looked better, you know. Definitely. With the, as well, that way he would appear proper, but just have exactly. a little bit more color in his his uh, choices. Precisely. But because he doesn't wear the sweater and everything, he doesn't have it tucked in, teacher has to send him to the principal's office. And so we get our first glimpse at the headmaster, Headmaster Pritchard, who we learn is Emily's dad. And I had a bit of a problem with this guy, not necessarily because of how he acted, although I did have a problem with that later. What was that accent? Uh, that was like – it was like a – it's like some kind of like 1940s New York, almost trying to be a, a what's his name, a, a FDR Roosevelt kind of thing. I was so thrown off by it, and he's the only one that sounded like it. And I was like, "Why? Why are you talking like this? Stop!" And then after after we meet the principal for the first time. Uh, we see, you know. Now that first meeting with the principal, I have to say, he was actually quite agreeable, contradicting yeah. what Emily said. Right. Well, that's because Emily was messing with him. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. 
But he was very agreeable. He's like, you just need a change, you know? Right. I understand the dress code because we had a dress code. I right. Mean, it was very even playing field with the dress code. That way no one appears to be richer than anybody else. Right. And in that in that meeting, I completely I like you said, he was very agreeable. He's very likable, for lack of a better term, in that moment. Right. Because he was just like, unless you have a question for me or unless you have something else to say, you're good to go. You know, everything's fine. Just make sure you come tomorrow wearing the, the right dress code. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe he would be like a reasonable person going on. Right. But like all the other adults, he's not. And it's just in that one moment where he is okay to like. The only thing I had a problem said was his voice. Because I don't know why he had to have that accent because I did. It, it didn't really fit with anyone else who was talking, and I didn't like it. But after that, we see Johnny going home, and that's where we see the, nev- the other person that I remembered, having not seen this in forever, besides our Johnny Tsunami, the grandfather, Grand Johnny. The only other person that I remembered being in this was our Sam Sterling, played by Lee Thomas Young, also known as that famous Jet Jackson. And man, oh man, I'm pretty sure it's because of him that I watched Johnny Tsunami. Because I remember all the the trailers and everything, they would have him in it. And I was a big fan of the famous Jet Jackson. I was a huge fan of that show. Speaking of which, if they ever decide to put the series and the movie on, we have to watch those for this podcast. Okay, well. And so... We meet him, and then he we, he tells us about you know the snow snowboarding and everything, mm-hmm. which Johnny's obviously interested in because snowboarding is essentially like surfboarding, right? Exactly. And so he eventually goes to to see Sam, asks him to teach him to snowboard, and Sam tells him that it's not it's not that it's not allowed; it's just uncommon, really. Mm-hmm. That Someone from the Sky private school, academy, Sky Academy, the public, the private school that Johnny goes to, would want to snowboard instead of ski because Sky Academy skis on one side of the mountain, mm-hmm. and the public school that Sam and his friends go to, they snowboard on the other side of the mountain, and that's how things have always been for the last however many years, right? Yes, but Sam makes it sound like this was hundred like a hundred years ago. Right. When it wasn't actually 100 years ago, we find out later that it was quite more recent than 100 years ago. Yeah, like maybe, maybe what, 15, 20, if that? Yeah, I would say about that. But as like things progress in, in life, something might start off 15, 20 years ago. And as a younger generation comes up, to them, it feels like it's been 100 years ago or more. Just because it's it's just been the way that they've kind of been ingrained to to think that way, mm-hmm. but eventually Sam kind of finally agrees to teach Johnny how to how to snowboard and everything, which is which is great. And you learn that the skies the the Sky Academy they're just called skies, right? Uh, that, yeah, they are. They're just called skies. They're called skies. Everyone from the other public school they get called the urchins mm-hmm. which 
kind of sucks as like a nickname, especially whenever you have skies and urchins. They like Johnny said, they got the the bum end of the deal on the nickname thing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our urchins, especially our main character Sam, that beanie thing that he had with like the like dreadlock looking things, the uh-huh. multi. I want that so bad. <laughs> I want it. It's so stylish. I need it. <laughs> and then also with this film, as Sam and Johnny become really good friends, they have that handshake that they do mm-hmm. where they start their hand on their left side, they bring it across their chest, and then they uh, hit their hands and then pull each other in. Uh-huh. Bro hug. I remember after watching this movie, I did that handshake every time I got the chance with all my friends. It was so cool. And then, so we have all that. Johnny eventually learns how to snowboard and he tells Emily about it. And Emily at first is, she's very, no, we only ski and everything, but she clearly has thought about wanting to snowboard. And then Johnny provokes her. Well, yeah, provokes a little bit. And so he, she, she eventually sneaks over to learn how to snowboard. So they're, they're teaching her to snowboard. And so they're going down the mountain. And then here's the other, this is about to get to the other point of where the adults are dicks, uh, both staff and parents, and the ridiculous phrase of learn your lesson. So Sam, Emily, and Johnny snowboarding down the side of the mountain or whatever in a very safe way. And then Emily's like, come on. You can keep up or whatever, thinking she knows how to ride the snowboard very good. And Johnny and Sam are like, no, come on, you know, take it easy, take your time, just keep learning. And she's like, no, come on. And then boom, she goes off the side of the mountain. Her own fault, okay? Her own fault. Goes off the side of the mountain and gets in a very uh, bad position where she's hanging off the side of the mountain. And so Sam tries to help her, but ends, he ends up falling down the mountain. And getting stuck with her. So it's up to Johnny to race down the mountain on his snowboard and find help. Which he manages to do. And everyone sees how cool he is because he's like hitting all the slopes and everything. Awesome. Finds help. Help pulls Sam and, and Emily back up. Great. But then it's Johnny, for the most part, who gets in trouble. Right. And it's very... It's very... I wouldn't say disturbing, but heartbreaking for, especially for Johnny, that whenever Sam's dad comes by, who's a a sergeant in the military, right? Mm -hmm. Sam's dad comes by to pick them up and also drop off Johnny at his house. And whenever they're in the car, Sam's dad tells Sam that he's proud of him because Sam tried to help someone in trouble and everything, even though he got stuck in, in trouble himself. Right. Sam, Sam tried. And so the dad says he's proud of him. And that's very heartwarming. But then you see Johnny get home and his dad is not the same way. If anything, he tells Johnny that he's grounded because he did something stupid and foolish. And he hopes he learns his lesson about snowboarding. And once again, what lesson? Johnny did a good thing. He helped. It wasn't even his fault that Emily got in the position she was. It's Emily's fault that happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then 
at the next day at school, the first thing Johnny does is he goes to the principal's office to explain to the principal, like he takes the blame for Emily and says it's all his fault and basically says that Emily shouldn't be punished for it because it was, it was his own fault. He takes the blame, even though he doesn't have to because it is Emily's fault, really. Mm-hmm. And then all that happens is Johnny gets bullied more by all the ski people. Emily wants nothing to do with them because apparently her dad yelling at her and all of the other bullies are telling her not to be friends with him, which is stupid and sucks because it's not Johnny's fault. And all this ends up culminating into we learn that Sam is having to leave because his dad is being restationed in Iceland. And so Johnny's losing his best friend and his dad, his dad, all his dad has to say to him is that, well, maybe it's for the best. You don't need friends like that. What? Sam was a very good friend. Sam was a great friend. Sam was really the even, only friend that he had. Sam's friend said that he should give up on Johnny learning the snowboard and uh, Sam teaching him. Sam uh-huh. kept teaching him. Exactly. And Sam is, like I said, Sam is really the only true friend that Johnny had while he was there. And you would think that dad would know that because whenever he first sees Johnny hanging out at the school, he sees Johnny alone, not hanging out with anybody. And you would think because the dad's there all the time working on their computers or system or whatever, that he would see that Johnny is still getting picked on. But Mm -hmm. no. And so, you know, Johnny and, and Sam and those crew of urchins and everything, they're, they're doing their snowboarding. They end up getting on the ski side of the mountain. And Brett, the bully, starts pushing and shoving Johnny. And so Johnny, you know, fights back, defending himself and whatnot. But all the ski sky people, they're like, oh, Johnny started the fight. He, he's just, you know, hitting up on us. And the mom believes Johnny, clearly. At least to a certain extent. Though, but the, apparently she doesn't have enough of a voice to speak up. When exactly uh, the principal was like, "You got to choose between yada yada," and Johnny's like, "Why do we have to choose?" And the principal is like, "This is the real world. We choose. You have a better chance of doing something great than those kids from the public school." And the mom yeah. was like, "Wait, that's not right." But she didn't say anything. Exactly, and that's what I was going to bring up is that. This is where, once again, the staff are a bit of dicks and where I think that school, maybe not necessarily racist because you see that everyone from the public school, it's a mix of races, mm-hmm. but maybe it's more like classism or something to that effect. But the principal, like you said, says that Johnny has to choose between the Sky Academy or the or his friends at public school. He can't have them both. And like you said, that Johnny has a better chance of getting like somewhere up high in society than any of them down there would. And as soon as he says that you see the mom's face and it's like shock that the principal is even thinking this, that you shouldn't have to choose between friends and being in a high society and stuff like that. Like the, the mom is literally taken aback by it. And all the dad is sitting there just kind of like nodding in agreement. Like, yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to think, you know, basically. And so they, they leave from that meeting after Johnny essentially got on probation, suspended, if you will. And the mom puts her hand, her arm around Johnny, understandingly, understanding Johnny's position of it. And the dad's just upset with Johnny because Johnny messed up, which he didn't because it is Brett's fault. Oh, it's so annoying. So annoying. 
but that ends up leading Johnny and Sam to, from what I understand, sneak onto a military plane that went mm-hmm. to Hawaii. Yep. Which is, which is kind of funny because of the fact that they, they managed to get past all the security to sneak Apparently on. so like, easy as well. That was like quite easy. Yeah. And so they end up going to Hawaii where they go to see Johnny's grandfather who takes them in because Johnny is the coolest grandfather. Oh, yeah. And so Johnny's grandfather takes them in and everything, allows them to stay there for as long as they want. And you see that I don't know if it was if it was Johnny's grandfather who called Johnny's father or if it was the other way around. But you're seeing that he's talking to Pete and mm-hmm. just like, you send them back now. You do it now. We need them back here and everything. And trying trying to force his father to send the kids back. And all all the all the grand grand Johnny says is he's not gonna force them. He's gonna let them leave whenever they want to, but they will get back safely. And just hangs up the phone right there. And I was like, ooh, aw snap. And so we see both Johnny's teaching Sam to, to surf, which is just as heartwarming and funny as seeing Sam trying to teach Johnny to, to snowboard. Mm-hmm. They're having all their little mess ups and everything. And it also, once again, shows just how great of an actor Carrie Hiroyuki is because. He's sitting there and also how great of a person Johnny's grandfather is because he's sitting there and he's explaining to them in a way that he's understanding of the kids, but he's not trying to push them to go back home, Mm -hmm. but he's still kind of leading them down that path by saying things like, what what were they talking about? The waves, you know, they're they're talking about like the the snowboard and how that. He he got to ride different waves, and they're like waves. There's no waves and there's no like, waves on a we... mountain and snow. Yeah. And he was really just you know metaphorically talking about the waves of life, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that leads Sam to go call his dad and everything. And you see that Johnny's decided that he's going to go back home to his parents because it's the right thing to do. And who goes with them? Grand Grand Johnny. So they all three go to Ver- go to New England or Vermont or wherever it is that you know they're living now, and Grand Johnny, although not in a similar situation as Little Johnny, whenever he first landed, you know, freezing his butt off because he's wearing his beach clothes, Grand Johnny's like, yeah, it is pretty chilly over here, but I like it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so they meet up with all the parents and everything. And we see Grand Johnny and Little Johnny looking up at the stars at night. And then Little Johnny goes inside and then Pete comes out. And then this is like the big key to show you how great of an actor Carrie Hiroyuki is. Where he's talking to Pete and he's talking to him about how he thinks he failed as a father to Pete. Uh huh. And that he doesn't want Pete to do the same to Little Johnny and everything. And I swear, whenever those two were talking, I got super emotional because it's that father-son dynamic. And I just, I loved it so much. And Grand Johnny's telling Pete about how proud he is of him, that Pete pretty much like, out not necessarily outshine, but, you know, 
did things better for him, for his family and his son than Grand Johnny was able to do for Pete and his family and stuff like that. And so it's just like a heartwarming thing. And then that eventually leads to the snowboard versus ski competition between Johnny and Brett. But just before that, we see how great of a snowboarder Grand Johnny is. Now, which I'm is a very bit- curious if Grand Johnny has actually snowboarded before. So here's my theory. I think what happened is so we know that that Grand Johnny, Big Johnny, he, mm-hmm. you know, he got the name Johnny Tsunami because of him saving the lives of people in a plane crash and everything. And we also kind of understand that he's one of the best surfers and has probably won a few surfing competitions. Mm-hmm. So my theory is whenever he was old enough to, you know, get all this money and everything and, and win, win these competitions, but still young enough to where he didn't necessarily have a wife and children yet. I think he might've taken some of that prize money and used it to kind of travel the world, if not the United States. And which would have led him eventually to a snow, snowy area. Mm-hmm. Where he probably, like young Johnny, met somebody who taught him how to snowboard. I would say snowboarding would teach him how to surf even better, though, as well. To a certain degree, because we do learn apparently surfing and snowboarding are different to in a certain way. Because apparently for snowboarding, you have to use your back leg to, leg to steer. And for surfing, you have to use your front leg to steer and you have to walk the board and there's things like that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> other than that, it probably would help him to a certain degree. And it's probably, if nothing else, Big Johnny wanted to learn new things. Mm-hmm. And so that's my theory on how and why Grand Johnny is such a, a great snowboarder when you're not expecting him to do it because you think he's just lived on the island all of his life. And so we eventually have our – oh, also, whenever they're making our their bets between Brett and Johnny, so the bets are <clears throat> if Johnny wins, then the snowboard people and ski people can ski and snowboard wherever they want on either side of the mountain, no problems had, right? Right. And Brett's like, no, I don't want that. What's in it for me? And so <clears throat> big Johnny, grand Johnny, pulls out the medallion that he says would stay in the family, you know, forever. And that's where Brett's and me like, all right, I'm in. So it's clearly, he's not just in it because he's going to get a medallion because what's a medallion worth to him? Like, is he going to sell it? It's got to be just because Johnny, little Johnny was like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. As soon as the medal came out. Right. Mm -hmm. So he, he really just wants the the medal because if he wins, it's going to piss off Johnny. I have to say, with Johnny's bet, how Brett said, what's in it for me, if the ski and, and snow snowboarders could ski and snowboard wherever they want, mm-hmm. what if there are better skiing spots on the snowboarder's side? And, you know, I don't think anyone ever thought about that. Although, I would assume that there's not, only because the snowboarders even want to go to the ski side. Because they talk about how yeah, great the ski side is. You, you never know. True. Very true. I don't know how different skiing and snowboarding are because I've never done it. I don't right. know if there's different spots that are better for whatever, but 
and that's that's a very good possibility because like just like you i've never skied or snowboarded before so that's a very real possibility but we eventually get to our our race which it's once again this is very similar to how brink kind of pans out in the sense that i don't think johnny necessarily like cheats or intends to cheat like brink does during the final the final race between brink and and val but brett does cheat like val intends to cheat in brink to where they start off and you know johnny wishes brett good luck like a good person would and Brett's like, oh, thank you. See you at the bottom. And then pushes Johnny to where Brett gets like a huge head start. So they're racing and everything. And it ends up being a neck and neck Johnny just winning. Very awesome. Very cool. Everyone gets to ski and snowboard wherever they want. Great, great, great. Though I have to say, I have a little little bit weird. It's how the father, what the father sounds like at the end. Pete says, Okay, we're having a party at our house. Let's go, everyone. And everyone's invited. <laughs> that kind of, the way he said it was a little bit weird, you know? How so? He sounded, I don't know. He just sounded weird. I would say go rewatch it and see what he sounds like at the end. But it, it sounded weird. I'm going to have to because I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. Although I will like how we actually get the explanation to how the mountain came to be divided, how it is. Right. And it turns out it's, it's the two people that own the one guy owning the ski shack where they, everyone buys their skis from. And it's the other brother who owns the snowboarding shack where everyone buys their snowboard stuff gear from. Turns and out Johnny, Johnny kind of uh, recognized it, but he didn't quite put it to the mind. Right. And I like how I like how they were they were brothers who ended up having their parents divorced. So one went to Sky Academy, the other one went to the Urchin School. And whenever their father died, he's the one who owned the mountain. So they both got it. And so one stayed on the Sky side, the one stayed on the Urchin side. And it's kind of kind of funny. And like we said, probably like 15, 20 years ago, but it mm-hmm. feels like forever ago. And no one really knows who or why it happened, but it just did. Right. Kind of, kind of unique and funny. So, Kyle, now that we've finished all this, do you want to know a few little interesting tidbits? Hit me with them. So, obviously, like we already know, our Emily was played by Kristen Storms, who is obviously Xenon. Right. She was also in the Kim Possible TV show in the animated form in the animated show. She played Bonnie Rockweiler, apparently. Oh, and okay. She's also the voice of that same Bonnie Rockweiler in the two Kim possible movies, animated movies also with this. So we know that Johnny tsunami, the giant tsunami, not Johnny Kapahala, the giant tsunami played by Carrie Hirioka Tagawa. He's known for playing villains, you know, played Shang song in mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. He played, he played a character known as the great Kabai Shang in the movie The Phantom with Billy Zane. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No, I don't think this I, I have. And another another kind of famous character he's played, although the movie's not necessarily famous, they had a movie for Tekken, and he played uh, Mishima. Uh, the grandfather? Hay- of, uh, yeah, 
the lightning guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's got like the the white like hair that sticks up on the sides and everything. Right. Bald middle. Right. He played that character, and I I think that character no, on too. Video games are very famous. Oh yeah, the video games are so famous. He's played in two famous video game movies. Yeah. Well, video games and then the movies. I guess more combat was more famous than the Tekken movie. Yes, because I think the Tekken movie came out like a like ten years ago, and I have I still haven't seen it. And so, I haven't seen. I, I mean, I've seen it around, but haven't watched it. Ah, uh, well. So, like I said, we know that he's played you know these mini these mini villains. Interesting enough, apparently the actor who played Pete, whose name is Yuji Akumoto, uh-huh. apparently he's also known for playing villains. Really. Mind you, <clears throat> I don't 100% know which villains he's necessarily, necessarily played because I'm not as familiar with his filmography as Kari Hiroyuki. Because, once again, like you see Kari Hiroyuki and you think, first thing, Shang Tsung. Right. Yuji, I don't, I don't know any of his like, famous villain roles, but I did look up and apparently he plays a character named Chosen in The Karate Kid Part 2. And I know in that film, Daniel LaRusso ends up going to to Japan with Mr. Miyagi. So I would assume maybe Chosen is the guy that that Daniel has to fight. But I'm not 100% sure about that. I could be wrong. Have you never seen – well, obviously you've seen Karate Kid too, but I guess you don't remember it. It's been a long time. I, I couldn't tell you what necessarily happens other than they go there and he wins. And I think they fight over – uh, a chasm, sort of. It's like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it. And then, as I also mentioned, we have Lee Thomas Young, who was in the famous Jet Jackson. He was also cyborg in Smallville. Oh, yes, he was. The only unfortunate thing about this is that Lee Thomas Young died in 2013, which is very heartbreaking because I really loved him as an actor. And I really loved. Like I was a huge fan of that the famous Joe Jackson, and I love the movie. And like I said, I don't know whether I'd want us to watch the series and then the movie first, or go straight into the movie and see if you could watch and understand it, having knowing nothing about the show. Well, I want to do that if Disney ever puts it on Disney Plus. So I want to watch it. I want to relive my childhood. <laughs> but yeah, so those are some little interesting facts. Oh, I did want to bring something else up before I forget about this. The, you know how in Brink we could tell they had a uh, stunt people doing all their tricks and and stuff. Uh huh. I couldn't a hundred percent tell in this movie. The only time I could tell was uh-huh. with the uh, surfboard at the very beginning. I could tell that that wasn't actually the character. Of so, Donnie so I could never, I could never a hundred percent. Well, he wasn't even surfing in the beginning. That was Johnny Tsunami who was sing, who was surfing. Not the no, main character. No, whenever he was in the competition. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna bring up too. Even though I could never a hundred percent be certain that they had, you know, stunt people doing these surfing and snowboarding and and skiing. Uh huh. I'm like 97 percent sure. Actually, I'll, I'm ninety nine percent sure 
that they had their stunt people because like you said in the surfing competition where we, they have Johnny and like it's never close enough to where you can right. see it 100% clearly but you can kind of but tell maybe the height difference kind of seemed off to me because it's a kid right surfing right and right. the height of it was like okay wait that's that's not right it's a kid right so and then the only way I could see that it, it was like a stunt. But for the others, I was like impressed how well they hit it. The the only other times that I saw it were they had a couple of moments for Johnny's character where they show him snowboarding. Uh-huh. But the skin color of the person snowboarding did not match the skin color of Johnny. Uh-huh. Like they were they were much lighter than what Johnny is. And I was like, I don't think that's Johnny. And then <laughs> Whenever I'd see Brett skiing, I'm like, I don't think that's Brett because Brett has like little like moles, like a couple little moles on his face that whenever they would show the person who was skiing, I was like, I don't see any moles. I don't think that's Brett. And so they did hide it really well if you couldn't even tell. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't like watching Brink and you're watching this person do a trick and you're like, that's not Val. That's (laughs) not him. I can tell. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hundred percent like that, but I was like, I don't think that's them, but I can't hundred percent tell either. And of course I couldn't find any trivia on it, but so Kyle, overall thoughts. Would you say this is very nostalgic or or not? And what do you think overall? Sum up. Okay. Well, yes, it is very nostalgic. I can remember watching a little bit of it. I don't remember the entire movie. I didn't mm-hmm. really remember the characters. But I do remember I have actually seen it. So, mm-hmm. yes, it is very nostalgic. And like I said, at the very beginning, this was probably, this is my favorite, the, like the best movie, not the best, but it was, it pulled me in more than any other movie we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, it was the funnest movie to watch. Okay. My overall thoughts on it are, this is a really great film. It has, I don't know if it has necessarily the best thing because I think there's there's a few things acting wise with certain characters that I that didn't 100% fit. I don't like how some characters act because they're too over the top bullyish, mm-hmm. and also the accent of the headmaster just did not belong. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it, but. This is a very nostalgic film for me. Even if I even if I didn't remember certain actors in this or the exact storyline of the whole Johnny Tsunami moniker, mm-hmm. I at least remembered the actors in it, like the person who played the grandfather Johnny Tsunami and the person who played Sam. I remembered them 100%. I remember what Johnny Kapahala looked like. And I remembered the essential story of Johnny goes from surfing to snowing starts off skiing can't ski goes to snowboarding and then there's a race competition between a surfboarder and a skier so I remember the essential like outline for it and let me tell you as soon as this movie started I was excited to watch it because it brought back all those nostalgic feelings of it now I will say this right now uh whenever we do the second one Right uh-huh. now, I can picture the second one in my mind because I was a lot older when the second one came out. And you know, it's I interesting. Pretty much the exact points of it. And you know, it's interesting. Much. I still have not seen the second one. So whenever we do watch it, it'll be my first time seeing it. 
So I'm going to be having a, a very hard eye look at the second film. Now, I know it's the same character for the uh-huh. Johnny Kapahala. And uh-huh. I know the, uh, I believe uh, this grandfather is the same as well, as well as yes. the family. I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand why they wouldn't keep the actors. Right. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be very intrigued to see, once again, I've never seen it. So I'll be intrigued to see where they start out at like location wise do they start in the same area or they and don't yes, tell me do. don't tell me right now don't, I'll, I'll find okay. out when i get there okay. i'm just saying i'll be interested in seeing like where they start out and then where okay. they where they end up going and and why they have to go to I wherever they it, go i think it's going to be a quite surprise because i i, I know i can t- i can remember most of the points in this well i'm i'm very intrigued i i, I can't i can't wait to watch it well what i think next week what we what we should watch is what would you rather watch alley cats strike or the color of friendship alley cats strike so, have you have you heard of any of either of those or do you know what either one's about no i don't so i can tell you that alley cats strike is probably going to be the funner one it's about bowling and color of friendship it's a bit more on the dramatic side, and I'm pretty sure more feelings will be had watching it. Let's watch Color of Friendship. Color of Friendship? Now, that yeah. one, I know I've seen it, but it's been forever since I've seen it. And I don't 100% remember what exactly it's about and what happens. So that'll be very interesting to see how, it, how that goes as watching it. So, guys, those were our thoughts and opinions and feelings on Johnny Tsunami. Have you seen this before? Do, do you like it? Would you compare it to Brink? Do you like it more than Brink? Like me and Kyle do and probably everyone else in our friend group who probably hates Brink will probably love this film. Or do you hate this just as much, if not more than Brink? Let us know what you think. You can follow me on all social media at Tather92. Kyle. Uh, you can follow me at nothing, but I'll say goodbye. <laughs> and you can follow our podcast social media on Facebook and on Instagram at Nostalgia Decoms Today. So until next time, happy Mardi Gras, because this is likely when this episode is going to drop. And in Louisiana, we have our Mardi Gras celebrations, which are always fun. And we will talk to you next time. Bye bye, guys.